A different perspective, a new insight into life, a nugget of positivity and a hidden truth, and maybe an amusement for you. Welcome to From My Standpoint, a twice a month podcast with your host, Josh C. Jones. Hey, thanks for coming back. I'm going to start with the story here, and this was a short half a page story that I read on social media a long, long while ago, but I really did like it. It it didn't have a name with it, so just listed as anonymous. Also, I have greatly, and I, I mean greatly, 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 greatly expanded on it for this episode, but it's really good. So let's begin, shall we? The students in Mr. Smith's seventh grade class at the local middle school were acting as they usually do before class begins, laughing, talking loudly, sharing stories, and, well, overall just being kids. When Mr. Smith walked into the room, the students slowly began to return to their seats. Then they pulled out their books and prepared for the day's lesson. Mr. Smith taught these kids very well. Their behavior was respectful and good when he walked into the room. Mr. Smith walked to the front of the room and began to write on the board. While he was writing, he stopped, turned to the class, and said, Today's lesson will be slightly different. I will still lecture as I usually do, but I expect each and every one of you to not only listen, but to also be taking scrupulous notes on what I talk about today and what I write on the board. If I see that you are not taking notes you will be sent to the principal's office, receive three days detention, and have your grade canceled today. Meaning, you will receive a zero. Is this understood? The kids all looked at each other confused. Then they pulled out their notepads and began writing. No one said a word. The only sound that could be heard was the sound of pens and pencils scribbling in their notepads what was already written on the board. These students knew that Mr. Smith meant business when he gave an order. I said, is that understood? shouted Mr. Smith. Yes, yes it is, the class said in unison. All the students were wide-eyed, for this was a new side of Mr. Smith, and it made them very nervous. Good, said Mr. Smith. He then began the lesson. On the board, he finished writing World War II. He turned back to the class and said, During this war, many atrocities occurred by the Nazis, atrocities that led to the extermination of millions of Jews and many thousands of other races, atrocities that were allowed by the very citizens for various reasons, such as political party allegiance, fear, selfishness, shaming, fear, blind obedience, media propaganda, guilt, fear. This one, fear, was a big one and more, you name it. They were led by Adolf Hitler, a political and orator genius who rose to power through their political system, increased regulations and instilled social policies and population control techniques for the greater good or common good of the Germans and for greater fear and control, under the title of such things as Monism by Ernst Haeckel, and the T2 program. And then he and his party ran roughshod over all who dared get in his way or who attempted to stop his agenda or erase his legacy. In fact, did you know that Germany had a type of constitution prior to the rise of Hitler, which guaranteed freedom of speech and freedom of the press? 
However, Hitler and his Nazis, through laws and other decrees, once they were able to gain enough power, abolished these rights and began to censor or cancel any dissenting opinions, evidence, political ideologies, facts, truth, etc., partly also by taking control of the movies, news, radio, the education system, etc., and, and they filtered or censored all information they did not want the public to know. They truly ran roughshod overall. Sam raised his hand. Mr. Smith asked, What is it, Sam? Sam asked, what is monism and, and T2? And who is that other guy? That is for your own independent research time, Sam, replied Mr. Smith. Levi raised his hand and patiently waited. Mr. Smith looked at Levi and asked, Do you have a question, Levi? Yes, Mr. Smith, answered Levi. What is it? asked Mr. Smith. Levi asked, What do you mean roughshod? Mr. Smith replied, Roughshod means to completely ignore anyone else's rights or opinions. For example, if you and Tommy were partners on a project and you ignored all of Tommy's opinions, if you silenced his free speech and did the project how you want, without his thoughts or equal say, without his input or opinion, then you would have run roughshod over Tommy's rights as a partner and opinions as a person. Levi asked, So... If I completely ignore and silence Tommy's opinions on something I don't like and force him to give up something that he has a right to have just because I don't like it, then that would be running roughshod? Yes, said Mr. Smith. He then went back to his lesson. As I was saying, during this period in time, millions of people were marched and rounded up and loaded onto train cars that then took them to concentration camps and imminent experimentation and death. Now, to begin with, people willingly gave their rights and freedom and liberty over to these people, the people in charge of their country, of their government, in exchange for a promised short-term peace and perceived safety. Another student's hand shot up in the air as fast and straight as an arrow. Mr. Smith stopped and asked, What is it, Amy? Amy asked, Why would anyone willingly give up their rights and freedom to be slaves or experimented on or put to death? Mr. Smith answered, They did not know that they would be slaves or experiments or put to death at first. They just felt that a temporary safety and perceived peace was worth more than eternal freedom and liberty. Interestingly though, you cannot have complete liberty and freedom and complete safety from governmental powers. The balance will be greater on one side or the other. That is partly why they say freedom is not free. But no one wants pain or slavery or death. However, most people want confrontation and the perceived possibility of distress even less. This is why so many willingly went along with what they were told, without hesitation and without question. Nick raised his hand and when called upon he said, But I, I, I thought you taught us that thinking for ourselves is vitally important for a free life and liberty and that there is no dumb question except the one not asked. So why would they not ask questions? I don't know, Nick, said Mr. Smith. Maybe some did. Maybe it wasn't long before questions were seen as dissent and dissent was met with cancellation, figurative and literal. However, that is something that only they could truly answer for themselves. But what we do know is that without some asking questions and standing up for their freedom and the value of life, 
evil might have actually conquered. Mr. Smith looked over the class and then said, Remember this quote, kids, this quote from Thomas Jefferson. All tyranny needs to gain a foothold is for people of good conscience to remain silent. Brittany raised her hand. What is it, Brittany? asked Mr. Smith. Brittany asked, Is that the same as when people say silence is violence? Mr. Smith answered, Well, not exactly, Brittany. That is just a catchy slogan, as is the slogan, Civility is Complicity. With those two, any time you do not say or do what the accuser or person claiming to be offended thinks you should say or do, in other words, Brittany, any time you do not side with them and their opinion, you are then being and contributing to violence or what they perceive as violence. In other words, um, like in some cultures and societies, you are guilty if one claims so, and it is up to you to prove your innocence, not up to them to prove their accusations against you. As with the other slogan, you know, if you ask for politeness or courtesy, then they say you are acting illegally and you are part of the violence. They are just catchy slogans. Brittany asked, Then what is the difference? Mr. Smith said, Tyranny is oppressive rule, like the Nazis and running roughshod over people. And it is cruel rule, like taking away people's jobs, taking away their ability to travel or go to entertainment places or shop for their needs, or in some countries, and what the Nazis did, imprisoning or murdering people for believing differently than you and choosing differently than you. And good conscience is only truly applicable to an unchanging foundation. <laughs> in fact, kids, to learn more about that, when it is out, uh, you should read a really good and insightful book called Volume 1, The Foundation to Your Success. He then continued the lesson. Even when time passed and people knew what was going on, many still said nothing, did nothing, or willingly went along to get along. Even when they knew that their neighbors, friends, and family were being loaded into trains and taken to death camps, the evil of that day was confronting them with threats if they did not comply with evil's will, and if they did not snitch on their neighbors, friends, and family. In other words, the heavy hand of oppression would befall them if they did not ignore individual liberty and instead embrace the political powers, the Nazis at that time, ideas of the greater good or common good. Because if they didn't, then they too would face confrontation, possible distress, loss, and the chance to go to these camps and be canceled themselves. Another student raised their hand and asked, Did they not love their family and friends? Mr. Smith said, I'm sure they did, Sarah. I'm sure they loved them very much. But fear for their own temporary safety from these bloodthirsty crocs was of a higher importance to them. So in order to save what little they were allowed to have, in order to not be called out by the evil and tyranny, in order to save their own skin, they just chose to appease them. As Winston Churchill once said, and I want you to write this down as well, kids, an appeaser is one who feeds a crocodile, hoping it will eat him last. Isn't that selfish? Asked Sarah. <laughs> it very well could be, said Mr. Smith. He continued, It could also be that they truly thought that they were doing the right thing at that time. Now each person must weigh their decisions on what they choose to trust and follow based on some sort of a foundation. Some would be weak, faulty, and easily shapeable. Others would be strong, flawless, and firm. Now only they truly know for sure. 
He continued, Well, people began to focus on their own temporary security and perception of safety that they willingly, and some knowingly, went along to get along. They told on their family and friends, watched them lose their jobs, lose their right to travel, lose their livelihood, get ostracized, starve to death, get carted away, watched them be murdered, and some of them received extra benefits for following orders without question and extra rations for snitching. It was sad. Few stood up for their family, friend, or fellow neighbor for the fear of confrontation, distress, and punishment befalling them as well. Oftentimes, when people are put in these types of situations, they tend to avoid the good and right path, and instead, they choose to do what is wrong. Oftentimes, it is out of fear. The class, now forgetting the classroom etiquette, began talking all at once, saying, I would never do that. I'm your friend. I would never do that to you. Yeah, we are like family here. Why wouldn't people stand up for what's right? There is no way anyone could easily control others like that. Mr. Smith immediately cut the students off and shouted, Susie, I said to take notes. You were not taking notes. You know what that means. Susie, confused, defensively replied, But I am taking notes. In fact, there were two pages of notes on her desk. Are you calling me a liar? shouted Mr. Smith. How dare you? But she didn't call you a liar, said Luke. That is a big lie, Luke, and you know it. Susie can speak for herself, Luke. Or are you so toxic and think women are so inferior that women need men to speak for them? Said Mr. Smith. Luke lowered his head in shame and guilt. Mr. Smith continued, I did not see it. Therefore, Susie did not take notes. I wasn't, started Susie before she was cut off by Mr. Smith. So you admit it then. You were not taking notes. But, but, but I was honest, said Susie through trembling voice. How dare you defy me again, shouted Mr. Smith. Your punishment will be severe. Another hand went up in the room. Before the student can say anything, Mr. Smith shouted to them, Keep your mouth shut or I will cancel your grade just like Susie's. Susie shouted, but I did take notes. Mr. Smith said, prove it. Susie replied, but like you stated earlier, Mr. Smith, you're the one making the accusations, not me. Mr. Smith shouted, I am in charge here, Susie, not you. He then said, I did not see you taking notes. Thus, you did not take notes. Now, how many times do I have to tell you and everyone for that matter that I am in charge and you did not take notes? You are in big trouble. He then stared at the class, looking each student in the eyes. After a few moments passed, he asked the class, Class, Susie said she was taking notes. I am in charge. And I said she was not. Does anyone want to defy what I say and speak up for her? There was no response. Mr. Smith asked, Susie, do you have anything to say before you are sent to the principal's office? Luke slowly and quietly whispered, She was taking notes, Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith shot a cold look at Luke and said, That is sexist, Luke. A woman can answer for herself. I said she was not taking notes, and how dare you defy me, Luke? Defying me is lying to me, and lying to me is dissent, and I do not tolerate that. You will receive the same punishment Susie receives. Luke did not say another word. He did not help Susie again. He just lowered his head and cried at what he had now lost. 
Susie began to speak. But... You have no more right to speak in this platform anymore, Susie. How dare you defy what I said to be true? And how dare you violate the class standards? My standards! My authority! Screamed Mr. Smith. The room fell silent. Mr. Smith looked at the class again. Does anyone else, anyone at all, want to stand up for Susie, whom you called your friend, your family? The class was completely silent. No one moved. No one said a word. No one wanted to receive the severe punishment that both Susie and Luke would now receive just for speaking up, even if they spoke for the truth and what was right. Mr. Smith looked around the room for a few minutes. It was absolutely silent, eerily silent in that classroom. Mr. Smith asked, Hmm, I thought you were friends. Did I not hear you say earlier that you were like family to each other? He looked around and saw the students slinking into their chairs, some hiding their faces from him. Others were acting like they were furiously writing notes, but not one of them stood up for their fellow classmate. None wanted to speak. None wanted to question. None wanted to be punished. None wanted to be canceled. A few minutes of uncomfortable silence passed. Then Mr. Smith said, Susie, Luke... You two are not in trouble. <sighs> they sighed the biggest sighs of relief they have ever exhaled. Mr. Smith looked over the class and asked, Class, do you see how easy that was? Hey, I appreciate you tuning in again to From My Standpoint. I'm your host, Josh C. Jones. If this is your first time listening, then I thank you for tuning in. And if it's not, well, thank you for coming back. If you have not yet subscribed, then I encourage you to subscribe to From My Standpoint. It, uh, you can follow me on Facebook at Josh C. Jones Author, on Instagram at Josh C. Jones Author, on Twitter at Author J.C. Jones, or visit the website www.fromtheirstandpoint.com. That's from T-H-E-I-R standpoint.com. And click on my show, From My Standpoint. And if you even slightly liked what you hear in these podcasts, then please rate, review, and share. Manipulation means to control or play upon one's emotions and feelings or psych by artful, unfair, or insidious means for one's own advantage and to change by artful or unfair means to serve one's purpose. <laughs> yep. Oh, when folk lie and cheat and when them folk uh, use them fear and threats of them abuse and harm and loss, <laughs> and when them folk try to make other folk feel guilty for something they ain't even done, oh, they are using them manipulation tactics to control others. <laughs> yep. And not only wrong, but it wicked. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I'd have to say I agree with you there, random voice of common sense. Manipulation comes in various forms, but all forms have the same intent to control. But don't you need power over someone to control that someone? Well, I mean, if someone won't willingly give you the power over them, then what is another way for you to gain that power? By deceiving them? And what is the most used way to deceive someone? Through manipulation? Correct, random voice of questions. 
You lie or cheat or prey on their emotions and feelings, their fear, ego, pain, loss, guilt, self-righteousness, etc. And by preying on their psychological ego, um, by preying on their guilt, their self-sense of entitlement, their fear, etc., you can get them to do what you want them to do. Then you have that power. And then you have that control. Most people do not want to be left out, seen as not smart, canceled, face confrontation, lose any type of quality in their life, or be mocked or ridiculed by the current culture. People want to belong to something, and sometimes this desire to belong is manipulated by the enemy. I mean, just look at the division being taught today. The manipulation of emotions and feelings in order to divide and conquer. And just like Mr. Smith did with the students in the opening story, he manipulated their fear for themselves. He manipulated their fear of punishment, of harm, of embarrassment, of being called liars, and the threat of having their grades canceled if they did not toe the line. He manipulated their obligation to his standards. He manipulated in them an imposed perceived guilt of offense. And through this manipulation tactic, they, the students, in turn, turn their backs to their fellow classmates and to what was right and to the truth. Friends, neighbors, family, none of that no longer meant anything if the sacrifice of their freedom, liberty, and, if necessary, life would temporarily appease the crocodile. We are confronted with manipulation every day, through advertising, through media, through politics, etc., and experts have studied this tactic for a long time. In fact, according to Time and the experts who wrote about this topic, there are a few uh, good signs to look for to know if you are being manipulated. In, in the Times piece that I'm quoting from, it states that according to Cherie Steins, a California-based therapist who specializes in abuse and toxic relationships, manipulative behavior involves three factors. Fear obligation, and guilt. Fear, obligation, guilt. Manipulation involves three factors. Fear, obligation, guilt. Do any of these sound familiar? Just as Mr. Smith did in the introduction, manipulation will take advantage of a fear in your life. Fear of sickness, fear of death, fear of exclusion, fear of loss, fear of confrontation, fear of cancellation, fear of you fill in the blank in order to gain control and coerce you to accept and do something of which you wouldn't normally do, but benefits the manipulator. And just as Mr. Smith did in the introduction, manipulation will use your sense of obligation, your feeling of a perceived debt or a demand of the current customs or standards of the manipulator or society, in order to gain control and to coerce you to accept and do something of which you wouldn't normally do, but benefits the manipulator. And again, just as Mr. Smith did in the introduction, manipulation will implant a sense of shame and guilt and use and abuse your feelings of shame and guilt. Guilt of a perceived offense, guilt of sin, guilt of the color you were born into, guilt of inadequacy, guilt of, as Merriam-Webster states, deserving blame especially for imagined offenses. In order to gain control and coerce you to accept and do something of which you wouldn't normally do but benefits the manipulator. Fear, obligation, guilt. As Cherie Steins states, manipulators blame. They do not take responsibility. Sidetracked. <laughs> On a side note here, this, 
it just made me think of this, you know, this reminds me of something I uh, heard and noticed a while back, where some people on social media, and I've heard some people say it in person, they were trash talking for certain reasons, a certain state and the supposed rise in numbers there. And this is, you know, 2021. So you know what that means. Yet, I know for a fact that some of those same people had been taking vacations to that very state. And not once did I ever hear or see any of them admit or take any responsibility or accountability for the potential of being the cause of those supposed rise in numbers, or a, a part of the cause. They blamed others who thought different than them. They mocked the residents in that state, you know, the residents who had no control over the vacationers flooding in, such as, you know, those who vacationed there and were now mocking them. And not once did I hear or read about any of them admitting to and taking personal responsibility or accountability for their choice to potentially bring anything they might have been carrying to that state when they chose to travel and vacation there themselves. I just found that very interesting. If you know someone who is always pointing the finger and rarely, if ever, takes responsibility or accountability, then you might want to reevaluate that person. Anyway, let's get back to this episode. Manipulation uses fear to control you. Manipulation uses a false sense of obligation to control you. Manipulation uses a false sense of guilt and shame to control you. This is just another reason it is so important to choose a firm foundation. Know that foundation, meditate on it day and night, and stand firm on that foundation. Or else our thoughts could very well be influenced by the coercion and manipulation of faulty, um, ever-changing standards and culture of that time. There is a, a great phrase that, well, although it's, all, it's overused as of late, it, it gets too quickly dismissed by society nowadays and rejected politically. And that phrase is, the truth doesn't mind being questioned, but a lie does not like being challenged. I pray that each one of you has a firm foundation, that you seek discernment and wisdom, and that the blinders be removed and sight be restored for all of us. I want to leave you with this thought from Haitian filmmaker, and I hope I don't butcher the name too bad, Raoul Peck. It's not about the past. It's about knowing your history so that you can fight in the present. Otherwise, you don't know who the real enemy is, what the real issue is, because it had been covered by many layers of bad information, of lies, and manipulation. And now, what you've all been waiting for, it's the Wisdom of Dad Joke. Every day, each one of us will face the tactics of manipulation from the world around us. Some people and portions of organizations, such as our friends, co-workers, family, media, education, marketing, etc., they will all try to manipulate us to their benefit at some point in some time. That is why I think it is so important to remember that if one is using fear, obligation, or a perceived guilt of shame, such as white guilt or shaming for the color of skin you were born into, then that one is, maybe not always, but definitely most likely, attempting to manipulate you. If you don't know your foundation, if you don't choose a firm and absolute foundation, 
a foundation that's the same yesterday, today, and forever, then you might just get peeled like a banana. Stripped, used, and split. And how do you learn to make a banana split? Sunday school. This has been From My Standpoint, a podcast to find a nugget of positivity and a hidden truth, encouraging and enlightening insight, entertaining a new perspective, and providing an amusement for you. We hope you were entertained, encouraged, enlightened, and enjoyed the show.